Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. It was the summer of 1936 and Berlin, Germany was filled with a toxic atmosphere. Brown-shirted German soldiers marched through the streets under the glare of Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler had built his empire and his power on hatred, on the lie that one race was superior to another and that racist hatred had permeated Berlin, Germany. It was a toxic environment filled with toxic people. They were most especially against the Jews, but they also singled out anyone of African heritage. Into this tense and toxic situation, the athletes of the world gathered for the Summer Olympics 1936 in Berlin. It was supposed to be an occasion of friendship and sport, but instead it had become a confrontation between a lie and truth, between hatred and the belief that all men are created equal in the image of God. The world desperately needed a hero who could face the difficulties and triumph over the toxic environment. And the world found such a hero in the African-American athlete, Jesse Owens. Facing state-sanctioned racism, Jesse could have responded in fear by backing away from the spotlight. He could have responded to the hatred with hatred himself, but instead he rose above toxic people. He didn't run from the difficulties. He didn't retaliate to the hostility. Instead, Jesse Owens ran his own race, and he not only triumphed in the physical, he also triumphed in human relations. Jesse Owens won four gold medals at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin, Germany. He was the most decorated athlete in those Olympic Games, but he didn't just win on the racetrack. He won in human hearts. He crushed the myth that one race is superior to another, and he did it with grace and courage. In fact, Jesse Owens became such a beloved figure that in 1984, they named a street after him in Berlin, Germany. He's known today as one of the greatest Olympic athletes ever, but not only that, he's known as a great man who faced toxic people and triumphed. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the amazing true story of Jesse Owens and his victory over toxic people. You see, you may never face a nation filled with hatred. You may never have to compete in a stadium surrounded by your enemies. But the fact is, we all face toxic people in our lives, and we need to learn how to handle them. Sometimes we face people who are out to pull us down. Sometimes we face people who are out to tempt us and lure us into sin. Sometimes we face people who want to block us in our destiny. But no matter what type of toxic person or people you are facing today, with God's help, you can rise up. With God's help, you can overcome. You can run your race and triumph over toxic people when you learn how to handle them. That's the purpose of our sermon today. 
we're going to discover God's truth and God's solution for handling toxic people, whether it's a controlling person or a critical person or just plain crazy person. You can triumph in the face of toxic people. But before we find out how, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you that you have solutions for every situation we face, including those of toxic people. We pray today as we sit at your feet that you will come and teach us and train us, that you'll help us to see the truth and apply it to our lives. We submit to you now. We bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to enlighten our hearts and minds and help us to rise with grace and overcome toxic people. We thank you by faith that at the end of today, your name will be glorified and our lives will be transformed. We believe it in faith and we praise you now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Welcome once again to Agape House. If you're joining us online, a big welcome to you as well as we continue our sermon series called Toxic. Everybody say toxic. We began last week with the message toxic thoughts because the fact is your life is a reflection of the thoughts you think. What stays in your mind stays in your life. So in order to clean up the toxic mess in your life, you've got to begin with your thoughts. But once you've established the true thoughts in your mind, you're now ready to move on and address other toxic substances. And that brings us to today's message on toxic people. For you see, the fact is we all face toxic people in our lives. The world is full of toxic people. And whether you like it or not, you can't always escape the critical, controlling, and simply crazy people around you. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 7, for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. So Jesus is reassuring us, no matter who you are, you're going to have toxic people around you. Offenses will come, and they come through toxic people people. So let me begin this morning by saying, if you are facing toxic people in your life right now, it is not your fault. You are not to blame for the toxic, critical, controlling, crazy people in your life. There's something, though, that you need to do about it. You need to understand God's solution and embrace his truth so that you can triumph over toxic people. And to help us learn how to do that, we printed sermon notes. They're inside your bulletin. They look like this. So go ahead and take them out now and follow along with me as we discover three steps to dealing with toxic people. There at the top of your notes and on the screen ahead of you is our scripture text for today. One simple verse found in Romans 12, 18. A very short passage, so I want all of us to read it out loud together. Help me read it like you mean it today. Are you ready? Here we go. In the balcony, teens, help me out. Three, two, one, go. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I think you guys can do better. Let's try it one more time. Read it like you mean it. Ready, go. If it is possible, as 
far as it depends on you. Live at peace with everyone. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Now, at first glance, this scripture text seems to not have the weight we need to handle a difficult subject like toxic people. After all, it's only 16 words, and toxic people are a big problem. So when we look at this, we might say, this verse is too simple. That's too easy. But when we delve in and break it down, you'll find the three principles that will help you triumph over toxic people. So let's get into it. And here's your first step today. You've got to bless everyone. Just say, bless everyone. You see, listen to what our scripture says. Hidden inside this passage are these words. As far as it depends on you. So to begin to deal with toxic people, it begins with you. Everybody say you. There's a part of the solution that depends on you. That's where you've got to start. And here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Dealing with toxic people begins with dealing with myself first. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 7. Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, tell your neighbor he's talking about you. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with a speck in your friend's eye. So understand what Jesus is saying. You've got to begin with yourself. For here's the real problem we all have with toxic people. When you're not grounded in your identity in Christ, criticism from toxic people shakes your self-confidence. When you're more focused on pleasing people than you are on pleasing God, manipulation from toxic people will deal derail you from your destiny. When your sense of affirmation and acceptance comes from toxic people instead of from God, then their words can destroy your self-worth. That's why you have to deal with yourself first. You have to get rid of the log in your eye and do what you can to live at peace. So what can you do? What can you do right now for the toxic people in your life. Well, you can bless everyone. You can love everyone. You can forgive everyone. For Jesus said in Matthew 5, you've heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. The Bible tells us in that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. So here's what Jesus is saying. No matter what anybody does to you, no matter how they treat you, you can bless everyone, you can love everyone, you can forgive everyone. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. Don't start throwing dirt just because you're hurt. This reminds me of the story of a man named Kojo who was walking in downtown Accra, walking home from work, when he happened to come upon a madman. The madman asked him for money. Well, Kojo didn't have any money, and he didn't want to give money to the madman, so he said no and walked on. Well, this made the madman very angry. So the madman picked up a stone and threw it at Kojo and hit him in the back. Well, Kojo got angry, and he turned around, and he picked up a stone and threw it back at the madman. So the madman picked up a stone and threw it at Kojo, and Kojo picked up a stone and threw it at the madman. Just then, a couple was driving past, and the lady said to her husband, Honey, look, there's two madmen throwing stones at each other. Hey! If you give a toxic response to toxic people, you become toxic yourself. 
Our scripture text for today is wedged between other verses that echo this same sentiment. Look to the surrounding verses of our text today in Romans 12. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Don't repay a toxic person with toxicity. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is my to revenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So God's solution, his first step to dealing with toxic people is to bless everyone. Do what you can to love and forgive everyone and leave the rest to God. Sometimes you even need to turn the other cheek. For Jesus said in Matthew 5, you've heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Bless everyone one to the extent that you love them, you forgive them, you pray for them, and even when they slap you, you turn the other cheek. But here's the balance you need to build on today. Jesus said, turn the other cheek, but every one of us only has two cheeks. When they hit you on one, turn it, they hit you on the other, it's time to get out of the toxic relationship. For even Jesus said, if they continue to beat you, get out of there. In Matthew 10, 23, Jesus said, when you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. In other words, when you turn the other cheek, don't stay and get beaten up. So here's the truth you need to pack in your pocket and carry home. When dealing with toxic people, don't get bitter, but at the same time, don't get beaten up. When a toxic person won't stop, flee and establish boundaries. And that's our second truth today. Everybody say establish boundaries. Listen to the simple truth found in our text in Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, if it is possible, live at peace. But understand the word if. Everybody say if. If means that sometimes it is not possible. You cannot live at peace with everybody because some toxic people don't have peace with themselves and they don't have peace with anybody. There are limits to what you can do. Dealing with toxic people begins with you, but it doesn't end with you because there are limits to what God wants you to do. You've got to establish boundaries. And here's what that means. Boundaries are the godly limits I set to ensure I can love both you and me at the same time. Don't become bitter. Don't stay and get beaten up. This is what Jesus did. He loved everybody, but he didn't draw close to everybody. He loved everybody, but he did not give access to everybody. In John 2, the Bible says Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast. Many people saw the signs he was doing. So Jesus was there loving people, giving miracles and signs and wonders to people, and they believed in his name. But Jesus did not fully trust them, the Bible says. He knew what people are like. He already knew why people do what they do. So Jesus loved everybody. He was ministering to everybody, but he did not entrust himself to people because he knew what 
was in them. Simply put, Jesus established boundaries. He understood the tactics of the toxic, and he established boundaries to guard his heart. And here's what Jesus says to you today. You have to love everybody, but some people you have to love from a distance. Can I get an amen? Turn your notes over to page two and consider what that means for you today and the toxic people that are around you. You've got to establish boundaries. And in order to establish boundaries, you need to understand two things. Number one, you need to understand the tactics of the toxic. And number two, you need to understand the boundaries that will protect you from that tactic of the toxic. Let me give you some examples. Here's a tactic of the toxic. False condemnation. Toxic people want to put guilt all over you. And here's the boundary you need to establish to protect yourself. It's not your job to fix toxic people. Toxic people use false condemnation and guilt. It's not your job to fix them. That's what we can see from the story of the infamous woman Delilah with Samson. In Judges 16, then Delilah said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. Everybody say toxic. And understand what was happening here. Delilah tried to influence him and manipulate him by using false condemnation because a toxic person says, you can only fix this problem if you do what I say. In relationships today, a young man might say to a young woman, if you love me, sleep with me. I just spoke to somebody. And a young woman today will say to the young man, she'll bat her eyelashes and say, if you love me, pay my school fees. Hey! I had a young man in my office this last week weeping because his fiance had just dumped him in part because he didn't pay her school fees. And a toxic person says, you can only fix this problem if you do what I say. Mothers are fond of using self-condemnation, false condemnation, and guilt. You don't call me. You don't visit me. Mrs. Mensa's children visit her. Mrs. Mensa's children call her. Mrs. Mensa's children bought her a car. And you, oh, why did I give birth to such an ungrateful child? Trying to manipulate you through false condemnation. Husbands and wives use it. Something you did 20 years ago. Every time you fight, she brings it up. You forgot her mother's, aunt's, cousin's, teacher's, pastor's, dog's first birthday, and she will never let you forget it. But here's the truth you need to remember. Love doesn't act out of guilt. Love acts out of love. It's not your duty to fix everybody and fix every problem by doing what they say. It's your duty to love, and love cannot be manipulated with false condemnation and guilt. Here's another tactic of the toxic, fear. Toxic people use fear, especially fear of what people will think. Here's the boundary you need to establish. It's not your job to please toxic people. You see, fears and threats are favorite tactics of the toxic. They want to tell you that other people 
people will criticize you. You will be rejected by society. If you don't go along with us, you are a bad person. This is what happened to King Herod. In front of all his crowd, he had promised his stepdaughter a gift. And so the wife and the stepdaughter got together and said, we want you to kill John the Baptist. And Herod became convinced to do it. And he murdered a righteous man because of fear of what people would say. Listen to Mark 6, 26. Then the king deeply regretted what he'd said. But because of the vows he'd made in front of his guests, he could not refuse her. He's guilty of murder and he's burning in hell today because he was afraid of what people would say. And a toxic person says, if you do that, people will talk. If you don't do this, people will talk. But here's the truth you need to know today. You're not living to please people. You're living to please Jesus Christ. How many millions of people around the world have denied the Lord? How many people have gone astray and committed sin because of what people would say? Forget what people will say and listen to what God says. Don't follow the crowd. Follow Jesus Christ. It's not your job to please people. It's your job to please the Lord. And when you try to please people, they will manipulate you to control you and you'll miss your destiny. This reminds me of the story of the man and his son and the donkey. One fine, beautiful Ghanaian morning, the man and his son got up, and they were going on a journey, so they got the donkey ready. But because it was a cool morning and the man wanted to stretch his legs, the man and his boy walked along, carrying the donkey along by a rope. But when they got to the first village, people from the village came out and started laughing at the man. Hey, come and see a stupid man, they said. Who owns a donkey and walks along beside it? Why aren't Aren't you riding on the donkey, you foolish man? Well, the man felt ashamed, and because of the criticism, he mounted the donkey and rode along with the boy walking beside. When they came to the next village, people came out and said, Hey, come and see a wicked man. Oh, wicked! You are riding, and your poor little boy is walking. You are abusing this child. So the man felt ashamed. He got down off the donkey and put his son up on it. But he got to the next village, and they came out to mock him and laugh him. Hey! Come and see an idiot. The man is walking while his lazy son is riding. What is wrong with you? The man felt ashamed, so he got up with the son, and the two of them rode on the donkey. But when they came to the next village, people nearly had a riot. They came out to throw stones. You are wicked. You are wicked. You are riding the donkey. It's too much weight. The poor animal, you are abusing him. By this time, the man was so fed up, he got down off the donkey, got his son off the donkey, picked the donkey up, and carried the donkey home. Oh! You can't please people. You can't please everybody. So don't live for them. Here's the truth you need to pack up today. Let God control you, not people. Live to please Jesus, not people. That's what Apostle Paul did. Yeah, come on. That's what Apostle Paul did in Galatians 1.10. He said this, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And if you're living to please people, you are not a servant of Jesus Christ. Let me make it plain to you. I love you. I hope you like the preaching. I hope you like me. I hope you like the church. But I am not here ministering to please you. I'm not trying to win your approval or get your applause. I'm living for an audience of one and all I want is the applause of heaven. I'm living for Jesus. If I'm living for you, I'm not a servant of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. 
So you've got to understand, don't allow false condemnation to capture you. Don't allow fear to manipulate you. The third tactic of the toxic is this, false promises. Toxic people will promise you things that they cannot deliver. And here's how you need to establish a boundary. It's not your job to impress toxic people. Toxic people will tell you, I can do this for you. I will help you. You'll get better off. You'll get better goods. You'll get better contracts. But in the end, they're only trying to manipulate you to use you for their own purposes. There are a lot of false pastors and prophets in this town who manipulate people with false promises. And Jesus shows us how to handle false promises because it happened to him in Matthew 16. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then Peter took him aside by himself because toxic people always want to get you by themselves so they can control you with false promises. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Ego be, ego be, ego be. Peter was canceling the destiny of Christ. Peter tried to give him a false promise. You won't die. You will live. You will prosper. You will get the visa. You will get married. You have 10 children. Hey, Jesus. And Jesus looked past Peter's false promise and kept his eyes on his father and his destiny. He refused to be manipulated. And he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block. You're a toxic person. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Peter tried to lure Jesus away from his destiny by giving him a false promise, but Jesus was only aiming to please his Father. He kept in mind the things of God, and he was free from control. See, if you go into a relationship seeking affirmation or approval or acceptance from people, that becomes a handle they can use to turn you. It's a hook in your mouth that they will use to manipulate and control you. And in the end, they will lead you astray. Because toxic people are not out for your good. They're out to use you for theirs. That's the lesson we can learn from the fox and the goat. We all know how crafty and sneaky the fox is. And the goat had been warned many times to stay away from the fox because he was toxic. But the goat wanted his approval, affirmation, and acceptance. So the goat continued to follow the fox. Well, one day the fox was walking along the road, wasn't looking where he was going, and fell into a well with water. He tried his best, but he couldn't climb out. And just after that, the goat came along and saw the fox in the well and said, Mr. Fox, what are you doing in the well? And fox looked up and said, oh, have you not heard? There's going to be a serious drought in Ghana. And so I've come down into the well to make sure I have plenty of water. I want you to have plenty of water too, so why don't you come down here and join me? Well, the goat wanted to impress the fox and get along with him, so the goat jumped into the well. But as soon as he did, the fox climbed up on the goat's back and on his horns and jumped out of the well. And as the fox was going, he said, bye-bye, friend. Remember, never trust anybody who wants to pull you down. 
That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, we refuse to wear masks, not COVID masks, okay? We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. We don't twist God's word into false promises just to get your money and suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display, so that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. So here's the truth you need to win the battle against toxic people. You need to keep in mind the things of God. You're not living for fear of man. You're living to please the Lord. You're not living out of false condemnation. You're living to love God. You're not living out of a sense of false promise. You're living in his presence. And when you're soaked in God's presence and power and love, you won't seek to win the approval of people. You can be free when you establish boundaries in your life. So lift your hand and say, manipulation will not not work on me. False condemnation and fear and the wrong things of false promises will not manipulate my life. And that brings us to our third step today. You've got to block toxic people. Everybody say block toxic people. Block them. Hold your hand out and say block them. Now, I know a lot of you, this might sound surprising. You're like, wait a minute. Is this a church? Aren't you a pastor? Doesn't the Bible say love everybody? Doesn't the Bible say turn the other cheek? Doesn't the Bible say bless your enemies? But the fact is God calls us to love everyone, but he does not call us to be close to everyone. God calls us to witness to the lost, but he does not call us to be influenced by the lost. And there are certain types of people you have to block. Once you've blessed someone and once you've established boundaries, if the toxicity keeps coming, you need to block toxic people. That's why Romans 12, 18, our text says, live at peace with everyone. And some people, the only way you can live at peace with them is to block them. Because toxic people don't have any peace themselves and they don't have any peace with anybody. Jesus showed us this key in his own life. Listen to John 14, 30. Jesus said, I will no longer talk much with you. In other words, I blocked you. I deleted, I unfriended you. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. And you can block Satan's tactics in your life when you block toxic people. If the devil has nothing in you, then have nothing to do with him. Jesus himself blocked toxic people. He was on his way to heal a young lady and listen to what the Bible says in Mark 5. Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. Jesus closed the door and blocked unbelievers so they wouldn't pollute the atmosphere of faith. Jesus blocked people in the temple. In John 2, the Bible says Jesus drove people from the temple. The money changers, the liars, the prostitutes, the thieves, he knew that they did not belong in God's house, and he blocked them. This is the Jesus who loves everybody, who died for everybody, and it's the Jesus who said, I will separate the wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goats. The Jesus who said in Matthew 25, 41, D Depart from me. We often confuse love with acceptance. If I love someone, I must accept them and associate with them. But the Bible says God is love and he refuses to associate with sin. Sinners don't enter heaven. 
Sometimes I think we're trying to be more loving than God, but you can't be more loving than God because God is love, and what God does is what love does. He walked away from some people. He's a loving God, but he sends some people to hell, and love does not require you to stick around toxic people. So when do you block toxic people? How do you know what to do? Well, first of all, you've got to define and discern the toxic people in your life. And here's the surprising truth. Toxic people are not always the ones you think they are. Sometimes the people that you think are toxic, they're not really toxic. And the people who you think are your friends are not really your friends. Today, we seem to be raising a generation of people and young people that say, anybody who makes me feel uncomfortable, he's toxic. Anybody who tells me what to do, he's toxic. Anybody who makes me uh, uh, aware of my falls, falling short and of my sins, he's toxic. But that's not the truth. Here's the definition. Toxic people are people who pollute you. Toxic people are people who lead you astray. Toxic people want to make you just like them, to doubt God, to do your own thing, to please people. Toxic people want to make you not only a victim, but a perpetrator. These are the people the Bible says stay away from them. Let me make it clear. Your boss is not toxic when he gives you a task within the parameters of your job description and gives you a deadline to complete it. Your boss is not toxic. If you don't like what he told you, he's not toxic. You're rebellious. Your pastor is not toxic when he rebukes you for your sin, when he calls you out of your fornication, your lies, your stealing, and your dishonoring of God. That doesn't make your pastor toxic. Just say, my pastor is not toxic. Everybody say, I love my pastor. Oh, thank you very much. I love you too. God bless you. If a pastor preaches the word of God and preaches the truth and you come under conviction because you're guilty and you feel bad, that doesn't make the pastor toxic. It means you need to repent. If you repent and get right with God and get forgiven, you'll find peace. Everybody say, my pastor is not toxic. <laughs> Teens in the balcony, your parents are not toxic. When they tell you to turn off the TV, put away your device, do your homework, make your bed, clean up your room, and clean the toilet. Your parents are not toxic. <laughs> Hello, agape teens. If you don't like what they say and you feel angry and uncomfortable, you need to repent. They're not toxic, you're rebellious. I thought somebody would say amen. amen. See, here's the funny thing. Some of the people who seem to care about you the most are actually toxic people. When you complain, they agree with you. When you have victim mentality, oh, poor me, oh, poor you. When you have a loser mentality, nobody loves me, they say, yeah, I've noticed nobody loves you. When you have a martyr mentality, yeah, I'm suffering and God doesn't care. They say, it's true, oh, I don't know why, he doesn't care. They sympathize with you. They justify you. They encourage you. They moan with you. They cry with you. And you think they're your friends. But toxic people promote toxic thoughts. That's the lesson we learned from Eunice and her friend, Mama Charlie. 
Eunice used to sell in the market, and right next to her was a woman named Mama Charlie. They sat together day after day, week after week, and they eventually became friends. They talked about everything. When Eunice hit a rough patch in her marriage, she came and started telling Mama Charlie about it. She would complain about her husband. He doesn't give me money. She would complain about her husband. He's messy. He's fat, and he has bad breath. And every complaint that Eunice made, Mama Charlie would, would agree with her. Oh, you poor thing. You are really a victim of that man. Oh, you poor thing. You are a loser. He doesn't care about you. Oh, you poor thing. You are a martyr. You are suffering. Well, one day, Eunice had a knockdown, drag-out, fisticuff, blow fight with her husband at the home and came to the market angry, and it all spilled out all over. And Mama Charlie said, you poor thing, you need to leave that man. You need to divorce him and get rid of him. You can do better. He's not worth you at all. And so she encouraged Eunice day by day and fed toxic thinking and added fuel to the fire. So one day, Eunice did what Mama Charlie said. She divorced that worthless husband and broke away on her own. Everybody seemed happy at first. But then after a while, she noticed that Mama Charlie didn't come one day to the market to sell. And the next day, she didn't come, and the next day. And so Eunice started asking her friends, what happened to Mama Charlie? They said, oh, haven't you heard? She met a wonderful man. They've fallen in love. And the man said she shouldn't sell in the market again. He will take care of everything. So she's quit her stall and she's gone to live with him. And then suddenly a commotion broke out in the market. And everybody started running. They said, look, there she is now. There she is now with her new husband. And all the market women ran to look. And there was Mama Charlie riding in a car next to her new husband. And when Eunice went to look, she got the shock of her life. Because there was Mama Charlie with her own ex-husband. Hey. <laughs> Somebody say toxic. And all too late, Eunice realized that not everybody who seems to be your friend is your friend. Those who influence toxic thinking are actually out to destroy you, pull you down, block your destiny, and steal your husband. <laughs> Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. See, we've got to. <laughs> Here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. Your best friend is not the person who makes you feel better. Your best friend is the person who makes you better. So the first step to blocking toxic people is identify them, discern their tactics, and be intentional about setting boundaries and establishing who you mingle with. For the relationships you have and the people you listen to are more important than you think. That's why 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. In other words, you become like the company you keep. And the Bible says you've got to stay away. Don't be deceived. Don't be misled by toxic Toxic people don't come under false condemnation or fear or false promises. Stay away from toxic people. But the opposite truth is also true. Bond to the right people. And here's what we all must remember. If you share in the lifestyle of the toxic, you will share in the downfall of the toxic. Proverbs 22 says, don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Everybody say, block toxic people. 
That's what David said in Psalm 26. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. Say, block toxic people. That's what Paul said in Titus 3.10. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Somebody say, block toxic people. But the fact is, you cannot associate with bad people and remain pure. But when you associate with the righteous, you aid your destiny to soar. That's why Proverbs 12, 26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Be intentional. Set boundaries. And when necessary, block toxic people. You know, some of us are very intentional about certain things in our lives. Some of you are very picky about what you eat and where you eat. You don't go to certain chop bars because you say it's unhygienic. You won't put certain food in your body because you're afraid of the reaction. You're very intentional what you eat. Why are you so careful about what you eat, which is in you today and gone tomorrow, but you're not intentional about the company you keep? Some of you are very, very, very intentional about how you look. You won't go out in public unless you are dressed to the nines. The earring, uh, the ear, uh, the earring matches the blush. The blush matches the lipstick. The lipstick matches the polish. The polish matches the bag. The bag matches the belt. The belt matches the shoes. And you are... You know, you know, you know your show toe because you checked the mirror 25 times before you left the house. You're very careful how you appear, but you're not careful about who you appear with. And the toxic friends around you are polluting you. You've got to be intentional about avoiding toxic people, and you've got to bond with the right people. That's why David said in Psalm 1, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Blesses the one who does not stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Blessed is the man who blocks toxic people and chases the word of God. You can do that right here this week at Agape House. I want to urge you to come on Wednesday night, Life Night, where we're taking this topic deeper. This Wednesday, we're talking about toxic people. Not only will we teach you, but there's small groups afterwards where you can be yourself, open up, and share with friends about the people in your life who are pulling you down. We'll pray for one another. We'll help each other. We'll encourage each other how to identify and discern toxic people and help each other know how to handle them. It begins with your toxic thoughts begins with you breaking free from the handles that control you. Bless everyone, but don't stay around and get beaten up by people. Establish boundaries. Know the limits. Detect the tactics of the toxic and avoid them. And when you've done all you can to live at peace, block toxic people. Bond to godly people. You'll be healthier. You'll be happier when you learn how to handle toxic people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, help every one of us. People, Lord, people, we can't get away from them. 
They're all around us. Gossips, critics, manipulative, Delilah's. Help us, Lord. Give us discernment today. Break off every handle in our lives that the enemy is using to control us. Break off the source of manipulation. Help us to see we don't need affirmation from people. We need to please you. Help us to see today, Lord, that false promises and fear and false condemnation don't come from you and cannot motivate our actions. Let us be motivated by love. Love for you. Love for others. Love for ourselves. Help us, we pray. Handle toxic people. Amen. The hope of God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here